and get those dry socks on. I'll come over and do it for you. She glared at him, but the person on the other end picked up and he turned away. Gabe explained the situation to the auto club, but it didn't do any good. The earliest the tow company could get there would be in the morning. Basically, they insinuated he was crazy for suggesting otherwise. He hung up. Great. What's the matter? Emma leaned over and pulled on the second dry sock. We're not getting towed out. What? The crews are stuck themselves. As soon as they can, they'll come to us. When is that? Not tonight. Tonight, you're stuck with me. Marvelous. The frown she gave him said she'd rather take her chances with the old guy and Ms. Flanders. She stood. I'd better break it to Claire. He put his hand up. You stay by the fire. I'll call Dom's cell phone. I don't want to wake Claire. She has to get up early, remember? Yes, Emma plopped down in the chair. The blooming scones. Gabe tisked at her, turned away, and smiled. He made the phone call and told Dom what was up. When Gabe hung up, he saw Emma rocking in the chair with her hands in front of the hearth. With the fire as her backdrop, her cinnamon hair glowed. He stopped breathing. The walls inched closer together. Suddenly, the cottage felt too small and too cozy. One bed, one pillow, one quilt. Two adversaries. He cleared his throat, but his voice still came out husky. You take the bed. I'll sleep in the rocking chair. The rocker wasn't a high back and would be uncomfortable as hell but that's what he got for offering to help out Claire and Dom. He gazed down at the stone floor, looking for a soft spot to lie on, but it would be too cold. I can't let you do that, Emma argued. I'll sleep in the chair. No, I insist. Given his past, he wouldn't dare offer for them to share the bed. She'd consider it an assault on her sensibilities. She didn't understand, though, that she wasn't his type too high maintenance. Even if Emma Castle was naked and willing, she wouldn't be able to coax him into doing more than sleeping. He was looking for a Scottish country lass, not a city woman, a girl who understood hard work and sharing the load, not one with a maid who bustled around so she didn't have to lift a finger. No, Emma Castle was too much trouble, by far. He stared at the uncomfortable rocking chair. Another sleepless night wouldn't kill him. Last night, he'd delivered Amy and Call's first baby, a boy, seven pounds, one ounce. I'll take the chair and watch the fire. He hadn't seen any dry logs outside, and there were only two left by the hearth. They were definitely going to get cold tonight. Emma rose from the rocker and went to the small twin bed, which had been pushed into the corner. She stood over it, staring down, frowning. Um, I know this is going to make me sound awful, but you have to take the bed. I won't be able to lie down on this. He walked over to inspect the bed, too. The quilt, folded at the bottom of the mattress, was pristine white, with a few red cardinal blocks scattered about, perfectly clean, but the gray sheets pulled over the mattress looked like they'd never seen the inside of a washer. I see what you mean. Not very sanitary. 
Maybe we should go back to the car. Too cold. We'll have to stay here. He looked over at the two logs. It wasn't much, but it was better than the prospect of carbon monoxide poisoning. I have an idea. He grabbed the quilt and spread it over the bed. Here, lie on this and I'll tuck it around you. She looked pensively at the rocking chair and then back to him. If you promise not to paw me, I have a better solution. Okay. We can both use the bed like a divan. If we sit and lean our heads against the wall, we should get some rest. There should be enough quilt to at least wrap around our legs to keep us warm. Well, Gabe might have to adjust his perception of Emma Castle. She wasn't just an upper-crust beauty. She had brains, too. Usually, he admired a good brain. But for some reason, he wasn't happy that Emma might be more than what she appeared.